Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about stepping into the next room, taking off your gloves, and lovingly caressing the face of a monster to absorb its powers. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're talking about figuring out publishing steps for a space between and lowering the number of steps in Ratcrawl. All right, let's talk about games. Talk yeah. about games. Do we do that on this show? Do we, we do this show? <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, it has been a minute. How have you been? I've been good. I've made progress. Um, I, <laughs> I was explaining this to Megan because um, so to catch people up in case they're not privy to my private conversations, which I hope you're not. Very um, weird to not be privy to James's private conversations, by the way. You are probably. <laughs> so well, you're well, you're privy to some of these. And like I've got that newsletter I send out to people oh, yes. about your private oh, conversations. Oh, my private conversations, yeah. Yeah, so like, you sign know. up. Sign up to 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 Brandon's James's private conversations Substack. If you're listening uh, to Stop Back and Roll and not subscribed to the James's Bottom <laughs> Conversations you're really uh, missing Substack, you're, there's I, a whole I there's a whole know. layer of a whole layer of context you're missing out I on. I can't help you, truly. <laughs> but, but, so I had said, hey, ha, fun, ha, ha, funny. Um, uh, I was supposed to be working on A Space Between, and Megan did two game jams, and it caused me to just radically stop everything I was doing and make two games out of nothing, um, mm-hmm. and pretty effectively finish them. So after I finished those, and after she wrapped up, stopped torturing me with game jams, and came on our show... <laughs> I threw together a game jam of my own that was just like, James is going to finish the space between a week. And? And, and I did not. <laughs> and you did not. Um, but. Uh, you know what you need thing- to do? You need to put up the, um, you got to put the rest of the files up in kind of like an open source way. <laughs> and, so that other people can join in the jam and then, then it'll motivate you. Yeah, yeah. I did make the jam private so that no one else could find it. Okay, uh, okay. It was going to be very embarrassing if someone else finished the game before I did, having started from nothing. <laughs> um, and, but so I did have a conversation with Megan after the fact. Uh, just, it was not sort of related, but like, um, I've, I've hit this phase in a space between where really I'm done with the rules. I'm done with like the holler cards are done. Mm-hmm. The lighthouse cards are mostly done except for like a, a small handful. Okay. And I just need to like write some play examples. Okay. And I'm at the point where I need to like start to think about layout and start okay. to think about like, am I going to publish this game? Am I going yeah. to try to sell it to people? Am I going to just, am I going to get a physical copy printed? And if I am, how am I going to do that? And that's all like end kind of game stuff. Like, what do yeah, I want from yeah. the game type stuff that I've never thought about really? Okay. Okay. And so I just like, I'm slowing down because that stuff's becoming more real and I'm trying to avoid thinking about that. Well, I, I think that we could do an episode on that where we kind of look at and figure out what your goals are and uh, what you need to do as kind of like next steps on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I have So like part of it is I need to do some layout, but mm-hmm. doing layout. Well, so I'm, I'm getting to the, so okay. So I have like, I have two or three la- last bits of things that I need to, to write for the game. And then I just start doing layout. The yeah. layout needs to kind of be defined by like what what the product so- is, what the product is. And so I've been looking at this one company that will do print on demand stuff 
where they'll it's designed to, it's called it, i think the company we talked about before it's called game crafters yeah yeah it's designed to publish board games but so as a result they they do this kind of like bulk uh not bulk but like um multi-piece print on demand yeah, stuff yeah. and so they'll print a game book and two decks of cards for you that's pretty cool and two different boxes yeah. So I need to go st- through and look at those. But th- th- then the problem becomes most of their books are like, this is the book you'd use if it's got 40 pages. This is the book yeah. it's got if you do 20 pages. But it's like, yeah. how do I know <laughs> how many pages How many this pages is it is without until I've done the layout? layout. Yeah. So I can kind of just have to, I'm going to have to just commit at some point and give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I have engaged in now what is the the most uncomfortable conversations i've ever had with anyone about this game okay um there are a couple things in the game that i feel strongly that i want okay but also feel like i'm not necessarily qualified to make the call if i'm doing them well oh okay and so i have sort of i have a couple times now uh reached out over Twitter and, and, and blue sky to say, Hey, who, like who, who, who would be interested in doing some sensitivity reading for this? Um, but that conversation is really funny because the, like the, what do I need you to do sensitivity reading for is like less than 200. Like, I think it's less than yeah, 100 it's like a tweet. words. <laughs> it's like, I need you. Could you review this tweet for me? Yeah. And, and so if, uh, level so, of stuff. So if they're like charging, if they're any kind of a standard rate, <laughs> Yeah, they're probably not it's doing like, it in card, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's by the word is the standard rate. Um, I did have some people reach out and hook me up. And so I have actually um, one of the things in particular uh, that I want because it's a kind of a standard trope that isn't always done well, but that mm-hmm. I think is important to the genre is um, uh, and because it's important to the game, actually, for for kind of different reasons is um, characters that like basically I have two cards one for the hauler and one for the lighthouse where the character suffers some kind of an injury and gets a prosthetic mm-hmm. limb to replace yeah. it. Um, and so I have gotten into some in, into contact with somebody who uh, does prosthetic, prosthetic limb uh, sensitivity reading and kind oh, of review, awesome. has a, has a prosthetic limb themselves. Fantastic. Um, and is, uh, I'm excited to work with them. Actually, I've been they're, yeah. they're someone that I follow on, on, uh, on Twitter for years. So that's kind of, it's weird. Actually, it's weird that I didn't think of them, um, which is embarrassing <laughs> yeah. for me. Someone else had to recommend them. Well, but you also like, like, there's so many people that we interact with online. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like part of, part of the stress that comes from social media is that humans don't interact with the amount of people that we interact with through yeah. online space right that's cool i think i am gonna have to end up just paying an hourly rate for like an hour yeah. um give them some rules probably more rules than they need like that's the other piece of this that's funny is it's like okay so in order to be able to interpret the tweet length yeah <laughs> content how, how do these really 70 do, words look yeah, you <laughs> really do also, need some context of the rest yeah. of the rules um they are largely self-contained mm-hmm. so i'm gonna probably pass along like Here's what the rules are. If you want to read all whatever nine thousand words, um, but you probably don't need to. Here's the short yeah. version, and then uh, hopefully I'll get some good good stuff. I think that's the cool. only one. There's 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 a couple of that. So there's there's one other set of cards that uh, that I was thinking about f- trying to find a sensitivity reader for. I'm thinking that maybe ultimately I might just remove the cards or swap out the okay. topics. I don't feel like they um, they aren't as like genre. Yeah, supportive. 
There's also, I think it's not even a genre thing. Like, so, like, characters that get injured and have prosthetic limbs is a big genre thing in, yeah. in science fiction. But also, like, specifically, the thing that I like about it is the the hauler version of the card is, like, you were injured on the job. Yeah. The company gave you a prosthetic limb. Yeah. And then the lighthouse version of the card is, like, you were injured or you chose to, like, get rid of uh, this is the, the lighthouse card is the one I'm struggling to word correctly, mm-hmm. but it's like you either were injured or you decided to like reduce your, your ongoing chronic pain by switching out, like by having the, the, some surgery and getting prosthetic limb. And then the option is like, do you get the base level or like a basic limb or do you spend some money to get different kinds of um, yeah, yeah. prosthetic limbs? And so it's, it's, there's like a, there's the contradict there's the, the, uh, the comparison there of, the hauler who has yeah. no choice because they've suffered this workplace injury versus the lighthouse who has money and choices and options and support. There were a couple others about chronic illness that I think there's just not quite as much of a, um, there's not that quite as much of a, the... yeah, I, there's no, the, I don't, there, I couldn't figure out what a c- counterpart for the hauler would be for the yeah. chronic illness card. And so there wasn't as much of an obvious juxtaposition. Not that mm-hmm. all the cards have a one-to-one, but, no, but there's um, there's that's one of the themes within the game. Yeah, is that so I do, between the two? I have, and, and one of the things that I've been trying to do intentionally for the last um, maybe four years of the game's development <laughs> um, is really like take some of the edgier cards out. Yeah, um, yeah, and le- and like like there were like early on in the game there were all these cards that were like you have a child, like it forced you to have a child. Cards yeah. that forced you into like a, an adulterous relationship with the mm-hmm. hauler's friend, and those are all things that are like story tropes. And they're still I've watered those cards down to give you like uh, an option to, to pursue that. that. Yeah, yeah, but also an option to take it. Like I think the the adultery card I changed to like you got really close with one of their good friends. Did it ever go too far? Y- you and got really close way to-, to one of their friends. Play a round of Starcrossed. Yeah, <laughs> to see and what find it, to see what <laughs> happened. Out what happened. Yeah, um, and so you can take You've that already into the adultery got two players, <laughs> but but also, but if you don't do the adulterous route, it's still like a you became really good friends with their good friend, which is yeah. like stress their relationship with that person, which is the thing that I'm trying to yeah like to there's a little bit of jealousy there. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm trying to evoke. Yeah, so so I, that that's good. I'm trying to like de-edge the game a little bit. Yeah, um, I think I think younger uh, younger James was a little was a little more engaged in the game being really edgy. Um, for Edge's sake. I, so I'm, I'm trying to not do that. I could never know what you're talking about in terms of a younger <laughs> yeah. self being edgier than a current self. <laughs> Is that a, not, a, not a familiar experience for no, you? Not a familiar experience for me, even a little bit, you know. Yeah. I came up on um, my filled comics. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that's that. Really, like, that's I great. Have, I know, have a couple, like, co- yeah, so I have a couple life, life, uh, life, lighthouse cards that I struck and need to rewrite entirely. I think there's like three of them and there's the one there's the, the two prosthesis cards mm-hmm. um, that I just need to make sure I'm coming at from a good place. Yeah. And then I just and then I just need to kind of like write a play example. I've started writing the like wacky multiplayer rules. And Fantastic. that's really it. I'm really that's like, awesome. I need to maybe do a final pass over all the words. Oh, I did start. Oh, the, the other one was like, do I hire? Do I hire an editor? This is a wild thing that like not had even occurred to me even a little bit. And then yeah. Kevin Petker was like, do you have an editor? And I was like, um, uh, <laughs> I had not even thought about that. Um, and I mean, whether you want an editor or not, it depends upon what you're what I'm doing, doing with, it. with it. Yeah. yeah. And so, so like, think, th- that is kind of the, the, 
I'm not going to say it's the first question, yeah. but it is a question that we should, uh, we should keep talking yeah. about because it's interesting, I think. I do think, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not settled on, on where I am. I do, yeah. this was like, this was the conversation that I, that was so, sorry, here, th- I'm telling the story backwards because that is the conversation that caused me to then go ha- to have a talk with Megan because I know that <laughs> Megan has, uh, has, 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 has had people edit her games in the past. Yeah. And one of the things that I like that Megan does is she often puts up a version of the game um, for sale for people to play um, that is good and finished and ready. Yeah. And then later decides that I want to go back and do another pass and do another pass uh, and do a physical version or whatever and, and do a physical version like an do itch a Kickstarter pay, get itch yeah, funding do crowd, into, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pay, pay some artists, pay an editor and yeah. then do like a second pass. So I think that's probably the route I'm going to go. Cool. I'll put up a, I, I will probably just because it's a card game and it's a little bit weird to not have a physical version. If I can easily put up a print on demand version. Yeah. Um, some of it also depend on, on like if I start what to do the, like if I start to do the layout and it looks good, then maybe I'll be like, ah, screw it. I'll pay for it. I'll yeah. pay for it. Or let's just do it because it, I like I did this part well. And if yeah. I start to put the if I start to put the, the, the layout together and it looks like crap, I might just be like, ah, this is the crap version. Yeah. I'll pay someone yeah. We'll have to do a crowdfunding later and pay an editor, pay a uh, layout person, <laughs> a layout person, everything like that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I want to get a version out there. I have sort of for for a long time said like that my end goal is that like I want a version of the game. Yeah, and I want a version that other people can download and play. Yeah, and I would like to have a version that I can send to you and Jeff to let you guys play. Well, I I know that you refuse to let us play. Yeah, and uh, whether you're on Twitter. Or, or threads or blue sky or tumblr just remember to keep on keep on hitting that hashtag let 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 jeff and brandon play a space between yeah uh at some point when it's done it's getting it's getting a lot of noise like you know we we did get suppressed on on uh, twitter for a little while yeah elon's really opposed to he's very opposed to letting us play uh but i think but that's for all the more reasons reason. i think different that's all reasons than why i don't want you to play yeah e- i want e- the game to be good and Elon Musk doesn't like romantic tabletop games. Yeah. No. On a, on account of well his romantic history. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his his fear of tabletops. His fear of tabletops. Yeah. Which is why he's always like putting weapons on top of his tabletops. Yeah. It's to keep them at bay. Yeah. Such a joke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't even waste your breath on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I am with the space between. I, I I took a little bit of break. Um, I need to like, uh, <laughs> I need to, uh, wash my brain out and like yeah. throw it over the side of a, a deck and let it dry out for a while. Get the dust out. You need to do that um, sometimes. And, uh, but I feel like, I feel like I'm ready to come back. I'm staring at this Kanban board where I have like <laughs> the lighthouse card. I literally have one, two, three, four, five cards that are just in progress and everything else is pretty much done. I'm looking at. That's cool. I'm looking at nine, nine, oh, just over 9,000 words. I think I'm going to probably break 10,000 before it's done. Okay. That's probably a lot of pages. There's a lot of different like segments. And yeah. So I'm thinking about like even just like if all of these sections are one page. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pages. I got to figure out. I got to figure out how many it is. I, I mean, like, remember, you don't need to put things directly from typed to layout. Yeah. You can you can do like a temporary mode where you're like you stick it in Google Sheets and you I mean Google Docs and you How just dare like you. it's all in Notion. Yeah, but that doesn't have page count easily. 
that's so you stick yeah. it in, in Google Google Docs and you hit the new page button after every place that looks feasible. I did just go to get through... like a, a, a general idea, you know, one, one of the things that I have had is like because I, I do this in I'm doing it in Notion um, as like with each of the different chat, like not chapters, but each of the different yeah. sections uh, as their own page. And yeah. so it's been a little bit. It's been very good for my brain to be like, this is the small chunk of words I need to write for this section mm-hmm. um, to to get it done. But yeah, I have had a like a. Uh, it's been a little hard to like get a sense of what the whole game looks like. Yeah, yeah. And so I did go back and take all of the individual sections and turn them into sync blocks, and then I made a master page that has okay. all of the sync blocks dropped together. into it. And so I can see it all together and it does yeah. it does look cool. That's I'm awesome. I'm very happy with how this came out. I wrote a fake Wikipedia page okay. for the company. <laughs> um it's got a it's got an overview and a history and some controversy. Amazing. Of course it should. Um, and so it's good, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm excited to play it. If you yeah, ever let some, me. Yeah, I will at some point. You will have to probably play with Jeff first. That 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 was my intention. Although I'd be happy to play. It to you. Be, yeah, that's true. It let, it let you play true. with someone else. Yeah, but you're right. After all of this hype. Well, actually, wait, I maybe that's how to. I should. Maybe that's how I should. Because right now, this is the way to hang on. This is now this is a brilliant oh, no. idea, actually, because right now I'm the bad guy because yeah. I haven't let you play the game. But if I give you the game and let you play with somebody oh, else, no. now you're the then bad I'm guy. The bad guy. <laughs> you're right. Hashtag. Why did Brandon play with someone who wasn't Jeff? Yeah, especially if I played with like a known rival of jeff like mm-hmm. uh vidicia valetti yeah that, which that's is, like which is oh my very gosh that is the story that is the story of the <laughs> century on tabletop <laughs> fake discourse brandon betrays jeff yeah yeah plays a space between <laughs> plays the f- newly finished a space between with <laughs> with someone who isn't his uh um, oh my god betrothed is the wrong word what's it what's it called betrothed when you promise the wrong what's the right word, word for i promise to play a video a tabletop game with somebody i don't i i i know podner is your podcast that's pod, wrong partner yeah yeah uh, Gabe, but i don't Gabe know Gabe, yeah i'm not sure if there is i'm not sure <laughs> if there is one i i think i like gamer less than you like podner <laughs> yeah well i don't like gamer either <laughs> it's not working for me the m and the n next yeah. to each other is just it's not that yeah. no words can have that it's just <laughs> the, making uh, making that phrase come out to be partner is not is not is it's very difficult anyway <laughs> So it sounds like great. So let's yeah. you you keep plugging away at the logistical things and then maybe we do a do an episode where we nail down what your plans are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We could we could try to bring on a uh, subject matter expert on that. <laughs> yeah, if we could find one. We know we know a lot of people that have put out a do whole we? bunch of games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We we have already mentioned at least three people that we know personally that have put we out should, a bunch of games. We should we should have an episode that is just uh, fifty minutes of all of our friends who have published games saying, "James, push the button, publish the game." James, push the button. Perfect. Just over and over again to bully <laughs> yeah, me into to publishing you the game into live. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> um, we can do it as yeah. a live stream. Yeah. Bring people into a Discord. <sighs> so that's that. That's where I am with space between. I'm getting there. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, so we were doing a double part episode today. Not a double part episode, a half part. No. Two segments. A, two a segments, block and a two B segments. block. Yeah, not yeah, like not a two part ad. episode. Yeah. This uh, episode is brought to you by. I don't even know who I want to be brought to you by. Uh, completing games. By hashtag let Jeff and Brandon play space between. Yeah. Um, it's weird that you took out an ad on our show. I, money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Only cost me half as much. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. If if you um have not been hearing ads, we do have three ad breaks every single episode. So you're probably yeah. in the premium pe- uh, feed. Uh, yeah. That we only give to everyone. Uh, the the best listeners. Oh yeah, the sorry. Who yes, listen just the best. best We're best at yeah. listening. Um. So you got that. Anyway. Yeah. To- now on that we're back from that B break. Block, yeah. Yeah. Now that we're back from the B block. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, those were some long ads. It has uh, actually just been. This is just to like to pull back the curtain of podcast recording. It has only been seconds since we left. We just inserted a post-recorded oh, yeah. ad here, so we didn't actually do that live. That's the magic of, of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, well, we're rad back. crawl. Yeah, rad crawl. We got to move crawl. on. We <laughs> get ourselves We could unfortunately keep on doing this for another like ten minutes. Um, so the other day. You messaged me and said, I found a way to make Radcrawl do the thing that it was always supposed to do. Yes. I think was kind of what you said. Yes. I think I finally <laughs> or you figured pitched it that out. as though it was a new or uh yeah. innovative thing. And I was like, Oh, isn't that what it was already doing? No. <laughs> okay. It wasn't. No, so. it wasn't. I I have so many times that I have written a thing, put like done a thing with it, play tested it, and then like this doesn't work or this isn't fun or this isn't quick enough. And I think that I've figured out a thing that I'm really excited about that will make it feel more like, like, so the thing it was meant to do is the roguelike arena dungeon, right? Uh, to be, uh, warriors fighting in an arena dungeon thing where that it's, that it's roguelike and you, you, you battle and you, you lose and you start over. Uh, so, I have settled on a relatively simple system for that using, uh, because I want it to feel D and D E, but not, uh, be as complicated as all that. And so it's going to be, uh, four stats. You're rolling D 20, you're rolling under. So you don't have to do any math on that side of it. Um, you know, team, team of people against some monsters and you, uh, basically are going to generate the room based on how much challenge you want for that specific room. And then the challenge that you set for the room gives you your rewards at the end of it. And that's what I'm really excited about. Uh, so basically the flow of it, you've made your character, you choose like one or two little uh, things that like define your character. I'm, I'm still working out exactly what that is just because I am trying to decide how in-depth I want that to be. Um, but I'm looking to things like, I'm looking to things like Hades and Slice and Dice for like inspiration of like where, where, how, how much complexity I want things to be starting out, except it's a group of people that always adds complexity. You'll draw a floor card, which will affect the description setup and monsters for the next, for the 
or three rooms. Uh, and so, like, I've got a couple of them made that, like, uh, like, there's one that's like a kobold warren. That if you have any humanoid monster rolled, it is now a kobold. And it takes small size. Uh, and when it's up against a wall, it can automatically transport to another to another wall. Like, it's going through the warrens being all sneaky. Or, like, um, bog, because there's got to be bog, of course. Um, that, like, the monsters have water breathing, and if you're knocked down in the water, you start choking on swamp. Um, and so it'll be, like, things like that, that it's, like, a pretty uh, thematic sort of floor. And then from there, uh, you draw a challenge card and put it down, and it will be some part of an encounter, basically. And so, like, one of them that I've got here is... Um, that you come up against like skeletons and uh, I've got it. It's it's skeleton band. Cause it has to be a little silly for everything. Um, that it's like one D four plus the level that you're on skeletons. Uh, they do. they've got HP. They've got an attack. They've got a second, like second attack. It's a little more interesting. And so you drew that and you're like, okay, I bet we can take that really easily. Uh, cause each time you draw a challenge card, you also draw a reward card. Uh, and so you say, okay, like, you know, hit me, give me another challenge card. And then, uh, you draw like a modifier card that's like horde. And so it like doubles the monsters in the room. Uh, but you also get a reward. Uh, and so basically you then fight the room and get those rewards, met out those reward rewards among yourselves. Uh, and so like the challenges can be monsters. They can be things that modify the monsters. They can be Mm. traps and the rewards can be things like items they could be like some healing they could be some some gold to then be spent in like the uh between fights or after between dungeons uh segment that gives you more abilities uh like immediate healing right now uh and so basically it's just uh that's how it works so it's more like one of like the roguelike games that you're like i'm going into the room there's some nonsense and i battle it and i get out but like by inviting the players to kind of set their own challenge, I feel like that will let you go like, you know, okay, you can get a run that like feels really good or, or get a run that you thought was going to go really well. And then you drew the wrong challenge <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> do you have the opportunity to like you draw the challenge and then go, hey, we peeked in that room and I don't, I don't love that room and turn around I, and go a different way. I think that is going to be a thing you can unlock. Okay. Then the idea will be that like you'll play with some of these meta things by as you level up. And so like you might get like uh you might spend a hundred gold and get like a redraw on a challenge card. Or you might get like you might and then like that doesn't then each run you do you've got that in your back pocket. That'd be a slick way to interpret like a rogue's uh, like sneak. Yeah, yeah. Like and I'm going to try to make it all skill. like, I'm going to try to make it all thematic. And I'm, I'm kind of actually, I initially, I was, I've been leaning away from classes for a while, but I'm kind of leaning towards classes again. Um, to have like a list of like abilities like that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that could be fun. And then like have those abilities be kind of weird and specific. You know, you know, this is a great, uh, weird and specific rogue ability. What? Uh, the ability to touch one of the monsters and take their powers. <laughs> That's a really good rogue ability. Or like, yeah. um, 
being a pirate is like a really good rogue ability. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's not rogue. That's not rogue. That's not rogue. That's getting right out of here. You know what? Uh, it would still be a good rogue ability. You know what's a good rogue ability? Uh, marrying Gambit. Yeah. 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 Being a vampire that can fly for years. Yeah. I know who Rogue is. I just mixed yeah. up for a second. Sorry. Oh, at, some point, at some point there, I went off on a whole tangent of what if you played characters who didn't. This is my. This is like a, an alternate rad crawl, a, okay. rogue, a, a roguelike <laughs> arena dungeon, okay. where you are all characters who have no powers <laughs> except for rogues, and then there are monsters in the arena. Of course, who when yeah. you go touch them. They have powers, and you can take and you them. Can take their and power. You build a suite of powers by fighting, like sort of Mega Man style. I mean, I do think that there should be some ability to use a, to steal a monster's ability. Yeah, like th- that is great. Like you know the um the what is that blue mage from Final Fantasy kind of vibe? I've never done a Final Fantasy. You've never, never done a Final I've, Fantasy. I've never fa- finaled a fantasy in my life. Wow. That's shocking. I know, that there are, I know there are blue and red and white mages. I know some of the games have uh, birds, and some of them have dress spheres. That's really the extent of my knowledge. That's like really weird knowledge to be the extent of your knowledge. <laughs> yes, I have a very weird and specific knowledge, but yeah. I have, <laughs> my, like, my, Sephiroth, never heard of him. No, dress spheres, my, of course. <laughs> my knowledge of Final Fantasy is very much like your knowledge of anime. Okay, and okay. And then it's niche and specific. <laughs> but there what, are large what? swaths of like common stuff that I don't know about. Random Spanish VHSs of Saint yeah. Seiya is niche anime knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah. But but anyway. Even if it's not take a power, I li- I still like the idea of like um getting rewards that are items or uh, powers or abilities from the monsters or creatures you fought. Like yeah, you fight a yeah. big, you fight a big skeleton warrior and then pick up their sword. Yeah. And so, so I think that, that with bosses, I might give like a specific mm-hmm. reward set for like yeah, beating like that. a boss. Um, that basically does exactly that. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if my guess is each floor has specific bosses. Because that feels like that makes sense. Um, but uh, trying to figure out also how to do this in a way that it isn't maddening, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. In terms of like having a bunch of cards and things like that. Um, but as a starting place, it gives it gives you like it lets me have. More complicated encounters without. uh without having the encounters to be super complicated without even like the challenge cards to be super complicated. Right. Cause like if you draw, like I, I only have a couple of them written so far, but if you've got like, you know, some skeletons and you've got an archery line, like suddenly that, that's like, that's not a bad encounter, right? Like you've got the skeletons charging towards you, trying to flank you so that they can play music on their ribs and the archers firing arrows at you. Uh, Anytime you're in in their line and stuff like that, uh, and suddenly like that could suddenly get very deadly, right? And the intention will just be to make sure that the rewards are a similar sort of thing, so that you can like, so you can like binding of Isaac together some items and suddenly be 
on a really good run. I don't know that I know a ton about the like the like I, what I I'm doing by, with I each never, of these yeah, things. I never played Binding of Isaac, so I don't know that I have like a ton of I don't have a ton of touch points in the in the like um rogue in, like, the like rogue dungeon video game space. I the, was the thinking... arena thing is the arena thing is pretty separate from most of these because okay. the, the the idea with the arena thing is just that like that I want it to be like this is it's it's not that you're going down necessarily into like a hell dungeon that shifts every time you go into it maybe it is but that there's like commentators you know like you've got like you're doing this for the fans uh because I feel like that is just it adds a level of of over the topness that I like in my comment in my fantasy combat things. I wonder if you could do a rad crawl survivors. <laughs> you ever play vampire survivors? Yes. <laughs> and they just and they just released a uh uh Deep Rock Galactic released a, a Deep Rock Survivors game that's okay. like, it's like their knockoff. There's a yeah. whole bunch of knockoffs. Tons of I don't knockoffs. Know how you, I don't know how you would do a survivors. I feel like you'd have TRPG. You'd have your abilities, and enemies would just spawn, right? Mm-hmm. And so like you'd just have like them the like coming in, con- and the abilities would just fire off. And so like you'd on you, you'd have like a, like a list of powers that you class. do each turn. I mean, that might be that that could, that could be a mode too. That it's like mm-hmm. any any weapon you get, you get to use that weapon every turn, and your the enemies like come in some percentage of them yeah yeah that's that could be that could be a a fun little time as well alternate game modes yeah so what's um so the the big change just because it's been a minute it's been a while since i uh we talked about a rad crawl which seems impossible because we talk about it every 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 other episode episode. um but so what what are the big changes from the last time that you uh, so uh, okay so the the like the challenge and and reward cards, yeah, and upgrade cards or whatever. That's kind of a new thing. Are there any other changes about the game mechanics? Yes, I'm taking a simplification to mechanics because, um, I had an an initial system that was just entirely too complicated. Um, that had like the d sixes versus each other, and then an additional one d sixes versus challenge radians that like kind of worked, but was also slow. And I want this game to be fast. So I've moved all um, action and defense roles to the player. Okay. So if you are targeted by an effect, if if you are attacking somebody, if you're doing anything, you're going to roll a d20. Um, That's more the like, I just played a whole bunch of um, Morkborg. That's the Morkborg style. Yeah. You roll to attack somebody, and when they attack you, you roll to defend. Exactly. And I want it to be, e- I think, even like, simpler than Morkborg. Yeah. That you are, like, told the stat. You have four stats, and you roll under the stat. And so, like, you know, if you are, uh, if you're firing an arrow, then roll under your agility. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to avoid getting shot with an arrow, roll under agility. Um... And I think I'm going to basically make it so that armor is more of an exception than a thing. Okay. Um, so that you're not like, you might be, you might have, if you have an armor that reduces your damage that you take, it's a special thing that you have. Okay. Um, and so y- you should be able to be going into a fight and like, you know, 
uh, if you're attacking, you roll your d20 and you roll the damage in one hand. Boom, you figured it out. If you're you being attacked, you roll a d20, the GM rolls the damage at the same time. Boom, you're done, you know? Yeah. Because in Markborg, you're rolling... I'm just going to really quickly pull up my rules reference, but you you basically have... You're rolling your tests. You have different ability scores, mm-hmm. um, and you're but you're rolling against target ratings that are being yeah. set for each di- individual thing. Yeah, uh, for each individual DC task. style. And so this is more like you have four, you have four set target ratings based yeah. off of your stats. So you always know going in, and then the call is just like which of the stats are you using exactly, and like uh, that means that players can. And should aim to use their best stat. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, uh, you won't be able to affect what stat you're rolling defensively. Okay. And if yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. like, let's say you've got, you've got crazy high brawn, right? Um, if you keep on generating agility weapons or the situation demands an agility weapon, then you roll it anyway. You know, you've got it. It's available. Yeah. Right. I do wonder. Um... There's a, the thing that I experienced a bit with Mark Borg, which yeah. I think is a, just a symptom of um, these kinds of like rules light systems that are trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve, Yeah, which is that somebody would do a turn and they would decide, okay, I have a dagger. I'm going to stab the bad guy. Yeah. And they would roll their one, they would roll their D20 plus their one stat um, and fail. Yeah. And then the next turn they would they still only have the one dagger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now yeah. they're rolling their one stat again um, and they fail. Yeah. And, kind of that, that D&D and had, problem. And we had like, we had runs where everybody basically had the same weapon. Yeah. And we're doing basically the same thing. Yeah. And they were all just like failing. And because it's so fast, it's just like, okay, you go. Oh, I failed. Okay, you go. Oh, I failed. Okay, you yeah. go. Oh, I failed. Okay. And we're all just failing, and there's nothing you can do different, yeah. Because that's the one thing you've got, like that's the one weapon yeah, you've totally. got. Like in Morkborg, I think I, once I, I had more success once I pushed people to try to do things that weren't just stab, but like yeah, yeah. In Radcrawl, in in Morkborg, if if you are just stabbing, you you've things have gone a little poorly already for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they Radcrawl the in- the players that I uh, played with defeated yeah. the boss by. Uh, they had a, 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 a some rope that they tied around an anvil and and then around the uh, the boss's ankles and then Looney Tunes him off of a cliff. Yeah, see, like that, that's that's our style. That's how you should be doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, but I, I worry that then when you're sort of if you're restricting actions more in Radcrawl yeah. to try to keep it light and combat focused, you're going to end up with the characters who have the, the sword. And so they do the sword thing every turn, and that's it. Yeah, um, and there's definitely risk of that. But my intention is that the items will build on each other. Okay. And give you space to, like, even on a fail, most of the time do something. Probably your, your, like, starting equipment might not. But, like, if you've got, like, a shield that, that you slam into somebody and they they take damage and knock back, then on a fail you knock them back. Okay, so there's still you know so some like, things are like still that. happening. Yeah, because I I definitely want I don't want 
it to feel bad if you're rolling poorly or if you don't get a cool reward and all of your buddies get a cool reward. But also, if you're sitting there and you've got like, you know, your your great arcana and no arcana things have come up and so you've only got your base stuff, uh, that should encourage you to like look at your friends and go like, hey, we need to take on more rewards. Like, let's up the challenge for a room. Let's see if we can get me something useful. You know, like get like almost like that, like, I don't want to say like World of Warcraft raid feel, but like that thing of going like, hey, let's game this out. Let's figure this out this way, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting balance because you want to keep things fast, but. But then it reduces. There's like a weird effect where failure feels worse if there's like if you if you are like because i think to some extent that you have it's the same problem you have with like fighters in dungeons and dragons yeah where like the 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 conversation i always see is like well the the fighter or the barbarian's turn will take two seconds and then the wizard will then spend five minutes casting all their spells and stuff like that yeah i think that even if on that time scale where you have like i did the one thing i stabbed the thing that i did so i did the one roll and i failed okay Um, But then I got to watch my friend be a cool wizard or or even if they fail their wizard stuff, it took them a little longer. And so maybe it's 15 minutes before I come back to my turn. But in a really rules light game, it's like, okay, it's been 30 seconds since I failed last and now I'm failing again. Yeah. And so like and so I'm going to try to balance that with giving first off the stats are going to your stats are going to be relatively high. Yeah, because I don't want you to die right away. Like I do want a I, I want it to be that like. A couple of hits is pretty lethal. Um, but uh, so you have to be like strategic about like placement and stuff like that. But I don't want it to be like, you know, like if you're rolling your worst stat, you have a 20% chance to not get hit, you know? Yeah. Or like if you have other effects, if there's other abilities that they can do or failure states for like, I like that idea that that even kind of pretty basic weapons will have some kind of a side effect. Yeah. Um, and then those will compound upon each other, you know, like you, you then have like, you know, you, you've got an ability that, that triggers off two or three abilities real quick in a row. And then it's like, okay, that, that I, something happened. People moved. I don't yeah. want it to be like, I want it to be more like the fourth edition characters moving all the time. than like the static feel of like fifth edition. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there isn't a, so if the slope is like, when the game is very slow, failure doesn't feel too bad, Yeah. And then, so it's low, but then as the game mechanics get faster, failure feels worse, because you're hitting that failure often, more potentially hitting it more frequently. I wonder if, like, there's a sweet spot where, if you can find, like, ju- how, just how long does it take to, like, explain the action descriptively? And if I can do the mechanics while that's happening, then like if yeah. I describe the mechanics descriptively of what my character is doing and roll while that's happening so that you can interpret the the um, the results in a continuing continuous flow. Yeah. I wonder if there's kind of like a flow state of game mechanic combat of actions happening um, and back and forths that aren't interrupted by the mechanics as much where it doesn't feel as bad because we can all just kind of keep going quickly. like. Yeah. Even with with I, um with Morkborg, there's still a little bit of downtime, 
because you have to wait for the the um you have to wait for the the GM to give you the target number for all your yeah. rolls. But if I know all the target numbers, I know what I'm going to do. I don't have to wait for you to tell me what the t- the the target number is. Yeah, you just get to roll. I think that that might work. And and so I feel like I feel like there's I I don't know that necessarily faster rules feel worse on failure because I'm just thinking like uh like D and D campaigns that probably had too many players in it that like you know you fail your roll. And then it's 25 minutes before the game yeah. returns to you. you know? I think what like that feels awful. I think what feels bad is when you fail and then have nothing to do differently next time. There's and then, no way yeah, and then change things, the scenario. Yeah. And th- that's that's definitely something I want to avoid. So there's going to be a lot of like little buttons you can push and stuff like that. I wonder if like kind of basic um, uh, static. I wonder if like I wonder if you could have an interesting because you're you you are so remind me are you are we planning on playing with a little like grid map for this yeah yeah a little grid map i wonder if a um some basic rules about like if i'm on a like, a, like the minecraft if i'm elevated above somebody i get a bonus to my attack yeah so there's like like some kind of see that. like basic like if they're if they're up against a wall i get a bonus to my attack if they're in a corner i get a bonus to my attack if they're mm-hmm. if i have an ally on the side of them if they're if I jump off of something before I attack them, I get a bonus. Little basic things that anyone could do that would let you come at a scenario or a circumstance differently than uh, than you did last time, even if the only thing you have is the basic dagger that lets you attack with yeah. strength. Yeah. That, that, it might be that that is a way to do it. I'm not sure between that and like having it be specific abilities. Um... Mm. But I want it, I want it, I do want it to be that like, that things are, that the, the room is, is having an effect on you, right? If so you maybe, it, maybe like... there's a thing that it's like, that there are basics to it. And then additionally, give like an ability of like, if you do like, you know, if you've got swashbuckler, uh, then you're, and you're swinging, swinging on something, then you've got that, adi- that first bonus. And then you've got an additional bonus as well. Yeah, I wonder if you could set it up as like that, that they're they're kind of minor, and s- that they they don't get like they're not additive with other abilities, but they're yeah. superseded by it. Like if I'm attacking you and you're up against a wall, maybe I get a little bit of a bonus. But if I have a flaming sword, the thing that's going to matter more is that I have a flaming sword, yeah, not that you're up yeah. against a wall. So like it's like a plus one damage if I ha- or a plus one to the target if I have. If I have no other abilities, but if my pl- my flaming sword gives me a plus two, then I take the plus two. I don't get a plus three if you're against the wall and I have the sword. I mean, maybe, just, maybe what it is is just having the default weaponries, like having the default mm-hmm, weaponries mm-hmm. be things that have effects, right? Okay. Like if you that. if you're using a sword and you are, you know, one v one, maybe that maybe that's better. If you uh have like you know have a dagger and you're flanking maybe that's better yeah just some basic way for starting players to engage in a little bit of a bonus here or there yeah for doing different scenario for setting up different circumstances to change their fate yeah but then kind of become less important once you have real abilities that are really changing the circumstances yeah, yeah. and swapping things out with that but are still there if you need them like if, if somebody knocks the magic flaming sword out of your hand i could still yeah. pull out my dagger and then I don't know, leap off and, the table. And there's probably going to be, there's going to be also 
character abilities that like are built into your character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing around with a couple possibilities of how to like structure those. There's a very real part of me that's like, uh, that's like just I make a list of abilities and people either pick from the list or hit generate and have two abilities. But like I was looking, I was doing one that was like, you know, like small, your character counts as a small creature. There's, there'll be a bunch of effects that say, if you're a small creature, if you're someone's large, someone's smaller. Um, additionally, you can, you can ride on somebody's shoulders. Uh, and then, you know, you move on their movement and, uh, and you've got like, you know, some kind of a bonus, uh, for doing that, you know? Um, and, uh, so, you know, having things like that, that it's just like, yeah, this is a way that you, this is a weird way that you modify stuff. And then if it comes up, it comes up. And if not, then you'll be drawing reward cards all the time anyway. So hopefully those will help you out some. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. I do. Th- I like. I like this. I like this version. I, I like. The... I feel like this is hitting for me at least better than any yeah. previous versions. It's starting to feel more like this is a finished product. I think. Yeah. There. There's so much like fill in writing to do of like creating the different pieces, but I can see finally how these different pieces fit together. You know. <laughs> and it could yeah. be played gemless. Is a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because this, the player is deciding essentially how the arena is set up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you just, uh, you just set up the things with your players, you roll some dice, and you, you battle. I like it. I think it'll be fun. I hope. <laughs> Only way to find out. Let James and Jeff play <laughs> Mad Crawl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but kind of my, my next step on this is, um, you know, I'm always looking for that MVP. Mm-hmm. So I want to, but I also now have at this point a ton of stuff I've made for a ton of different versions of this. <laughs> yeah. And so I think what I want to do is just make basically a list of where I have those things. Mm-hmm. And then just like, no thinking, just right, convert them. You there know? is an int- there's an interesting aspect, and I'm sure this is like this is part of it intentionally, but like yeah. the fact that you've made so many of these games intentionally in the same setting, kind of yeah. similar mechanics means that like every time you add a new one, a new rad crawl racing, a new rad crawl, whatever. Yeah. Uh it's easier to do because you've got all this content you can all just this content slap right. at yeah. it. And then yep. tweak it later if you need to. Like, yeah, I would. That that'll be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, and like it's so like you know. Yeah, I can very confidently go like, yeah. Uh, I need a type of a floor. How about a bog? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've thought about this a whole bunch. Hey, I need a boss for this. How about a cobalt riding on a giant frog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done. Um, and just like you know, I've I've got, I've I've some of, there's some items that I've made five different times because yeah. I like them. Um. But like going, okay, how do I now take this and build it into a quick, weird over the top action? Because I want the game to get over the top quickly, Mm -hmm. but be quick, you know, like I I am comfortable with players going like, you know, oh, yeah, on my first room, I drew a card that lets me turn into mist and and go across the entire room to anywhere I want to be. That's fine, you know. (laughs) Yeah, because they won't get that every time, and if they get it every time, 
Yeah, that just means they win a lot. <laughs> Maybe. If that's helpful. And sometimes it won't be. So, yeah, trying to just, like, capture, like, trying to to get the intentional unbalance almost. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to be doing a thing that I'm going, like, this is a common ability. This is a super rare ability. As fun as that would be. There's, there, there's a part of that <laughs> that really appeals to me. Um, of just, like, <laughs> giving the items rarity numbers, even though, in theory, all of the items are equally equally rare yeah equally i kind of like that that's kind of there, there's a part of me that really likes that that's like there was a period of time where i had in a space between i and i think it's actually even still there so the the root cards and i pulled them up quickly so i can talk about this um so there's uh, I, I don't have it on this version of the cards but there was a version of the root cards that had yeah. uh time like ship time elapsed earth time elapsed and currency which were all like relative to yeah. the game because they were core to the mechanics. Right, but there was yeah. like a. Di- they also listed their danger and okay. <laughs> and like how how mined out the section was. Yeah, and those were not oh, connected man. to a game mechanic at all. And I think I need to probably go put those back in um, because they were just there as like flavor elements that looked like game mechanics. How even though- fun! <laughs> how fun would it be to draw a challenge card and see like three little monster skulls on it. it was, what does that That's mean? That's really good. What we does it mean? We didn't, it didn't say. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll put up like a form that asks people, hey, uh, <laughs> what really destroys you? And then adjust the monster ratings. <laughs> yeah. I really love that, actually. Yeah, I like decoy game mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Radcrawl <laughs> was always destined to become a gotcha game. <laughs> <laughs> I had a while that I was really trying to make it one, like like one that doesn't destroy your wallet. But <laughs> please engage, please engage in the kayfabe that my game is a more complicated game than it really is. Yeah, yeah, just pretend, pretend. Yeah, this is a game where you go in and you roll some dice and you uh you just tell me what happens. However, if you get a super super rare. <laughs> You roll dice and tell me what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you enter a room, draw the stick. You can talk about the room now. <laughs> from the from the pot, from the deck of sticks. Yeah, yeah. You you, anyway. you pull out pick up sticks and that's that's just how the game works. It's an uh, in, an integral part of the game. What's the what's the house that has all the stairways that go nowhere? Oh, the Winchester house, right? Yeah, the Winchester house. Like that, but as a TTRPG. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Uh, mechanics that just go nowhere. Uh, We've we've just described 3.5. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, so kind of of my next step is just to start. (laughs) One of my first successful, one of my first really successful D&D characters who got really out, like outrageously powerful was a 3.5 psionic because the GM did not have the psionics handbook. And Mm so... The psionics hand like the way that psionics worked was that there was a set of rules for how psionics interacted with non-psionics, and a separate set of rules for how they interacted with psionics. And since there were no other psionics in the game, I just got to use magic abilities with no downside. Yeah, psionic. If if you can play a psionic in three point five without having to deal with any psionic enemies, your life is very good. It was so good. I just lit things on fire with my mind. That's incredible and awful. Yeah, just like just like all the best stories from the three point five era. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and yeah. honestly, that's part of what I'm kind of wanting to try to capture, right? That feeling of like playing 
a D&D and getting a weird cool build. Yeah. And just not having to spend <laughs> you know I, 24 hour yeah. sessions to get there. There is a little bit of a uh, the thing about Radcrawl. It feels like you should always feel like you're overpowered. Like everyone should feel like they're overpowered. Yeah. But also, we're losing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> oh my god. That is precisely the vibe. Radcrawl in a nutshell. Like we're yeah. all we've all engaged broken game mechanics. But also, how are we still how, losing? How are we still losing? <laughs> yeah, we that. got that's we great. got absolutely destroyed by skeletons <laughs> playing xylophone on their ribs. But we're also golden gods. <laughs> Oh, we got fly. Everything will be easy now. Flying does nothing. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's an end. It's a, it's a stairway to nowhere mechanic. It, it's a stairway to nowhere mechanic. Yeah, if you had some system master, you'd know that. But, uh, but you're drawing the cards randomly, so it doesn't matter. Yes, you can fly, but all the rooms are underground and are only seven feet tall. So, yep, yep. <laughs> functionally, it's like walking. Exactly, exactly. Thematically, it's different. It makes yeah, thematically, it's very different. You get two wing icons on your card. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Putting little icons on the cards is so funny. It's like putting icons on the cards for meaningful uh, <laughs> explanation of rules is very useful and very good. Um, but I, I do also like uh, I'm I'm including like like um uh like the archery line character like the when you draw like archery line it it says that like you know it says they're elves, um. And like it doesn't do anything. There's no mechanic for them being elves, unless there's like some other effect. Like you know, you happen to be in the the elven garden trees uh, level, and then there will be an effect. So it's like you know, these things happen to line up and cause cause problems. But nine out of ten times, it is just it is just fantasy nonsense. <laughs> you know. You can make yourself a kobold for, and, and hope that you get the kobold floor so that you can teleport. Yeah, I think this is good. I think, I think it's, it's good. I think it's going to be a good, bad there. game. I think I'm yeah. finally getting there, um, yeah. which, which feels really good. You know, I still need to figure out kind of how <laughs> to best show this information. Because, like, in an ideal mm-hmm. world, you're sitting there with cards in front of you, you're sitting at a table with your friends, moving things yeah. around, but, like, let's be honest. Yeah. In an ideal world, online. you're playing with cards, and those cards can change. Yeah, yeah, those cards uh, can be... they were digital, but they're actually physical cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it might be that what I need to do is lean into some kind of a digital tabletop solution to start things out at first, but I really, I, w- I want to play at a table if I can. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be fun. And I think also part of the goal for this is just to keep it quick enough that you can play it as fast as a board game. Yeah. You know, like, and it it shouldn't take too much explanation. <laughs> Slowly and playing for someone else who doesn't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with a lot of quarterbacking. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's good. I think I'll be interested to see... Um, where we are the next time we record it yeah. sounds like you're gonna I, I like i do kind of get the impression that you're gonna sit down and tear through a bunch of kind of basic items and stuff because you've got that pre-work done i kind of think might, it should be pretty quick to do that i'll probably be done with my uh sensitivity contact consultation thing and awesome. i'm gonna try to get the rest of those cards done hey cool yeah 
That's maybe nice. in, maybe in two weeks we'll have some some playable things. I think, I think that's what we said the last time we recorded. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but that but, was before uh, I completely ripped out my entire system and started over. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't done that. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should. Maybe you should. Yeah, no, I have. I have done that a couple times. I Convert think, it to but... GURPS. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I really there was a period of time, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, um, where I stepped back and said. What if I just made this as a uh, uh, for the queen hack? Mm, yeah, I can see it. Be a lot, I can see a it. lot simpler, but maybe maybe there's a way I could do that. And then I was like, no, I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes you you hear that that inclination of like, what if I, wh- what if I I took Radcrawl and I just made it an adventure module <laughs> for a game that already exists? Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah, no. Because I hate this thing. Radborg. <laughs> Radcrawl, compatible with 5th edition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's where the money could, is. Could you play Radcrawl 5th edition? Uh, I mean, technically, actually. Uh, uh, I, saw, I saw another one of those, like, hey, you want to play Avatar The Last Airbender in 5th edition? <laughs> And I was like, not today, Google. Not today. <laughs> the, Don't want to read that article. The amount of articles I get from Google that are like, either, hey, check out this Studio Ghibli 5th edition game, or here's how to make X character in 5th edition. And I have never clicked on one. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Google knows that you saw it, though, and because you it knows at I it, saw it, I looked at it too long. <laughs> uh, I opened up my Google News and the first article is don't listen to Google. The wa- the Google watch isn't a watch. OK, sh- should we do? Should we do, <sighs> do the first do five things watch. in our Google? Yeah, no, because okay. mine are all about Starfield now. Mine is uh, about wheel time. Nebraska uh, Cornhuskers. <laughs> The Pixel Watch, multi-session legacy board games, and uh, Baldur's Gate for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of Nebraska Cornhuskers in this. RoboCop Rogue City demo big. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a coherent thought. <laughs> we should probably end this episode. Yeah, we Wait, should probably end this Were you talking episode. about Deep Rock Galactic Rogue Core? Yeah. Okay, I just got a I got a thing down here. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. That's the thing that shocked me. I was talking to somebody else about this. For some reason, when I when I heard that they were making a Deep Rock Galactic Survivor game, it, I don't uh, know what Deep Rock Galactic is. It's um, it's like a four player dwarf mining game. Okay, okay. You are your dwarves. You go down into a planet. Your space Left dwarves. dwarf fortress. It's left. For, yeah, it's le- it's a little bit left for dead because your four characters. You have different classes. You go down into a uh, a mining facility, or you mine. It's it's like a procedurally generated um, tunnels and caves. You have different objectives. There's there's bug monsters that come to fight you. It's, the children it's yearn for the mines. Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh. But they. But so for some reason, I was expecting it to be like in that like eight bit, sixteen bit. Yeah. Uh, like retro style, but it's full 3D. No, it, it looks, looks like, like 3D. It looks super good, and I'm pretty excited. They just released a demo of it. I'm gonna probably download after we finish recording. All right, because um, I'm I'm excited. 
hey, well, if you do, um, let me know. Yeah. Not not like I'm going to actually end up playing a video <laughs> yeah. game that isn't Slice and Dice. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So, are any um, other are any other uh, video games on my phone and also exactly where Slice and Dice is on my phone? <laughs> I don't know. Not yet. I think not. I think not. So oh. if you want to slice and if you want to talk to Brandon about Slice and Dice, um, you can Please find us do. on Twitter. I think still maybe. Unfortunately, I don't think um, I've posted for like three weeks. I'm behind I, I on every social. Uh, the thought process that I ha- I go through now is, uh, I I what I do it before whenever I I think I should post this on social media, and then I ask myself, is this toxic? And if I <laughs> if the answer is yes, I put it on Twitter, and if it's, the answer is no, I put it on Blue Sky. If if you don't get the most people don't post like this on Twitter notification. <laughs> Delete it off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's done. That's how I want to post. But anyway, you can reach us at Stop Back and Roll for the time being. Um, or I actually probably have an invite now. I could set up a Stop Back and Roll uh, Blue Sky account. That sounds um, like so much work. Yeah. But also, I'm at the Meltdowns on Twitter and at Maloyable on Blue Sky. And I'm at Bileon Gambetta on uh, Twitter and Tumblr and BLG on Blue Sky. You can find our episodes at uh, www.stopbackandroll.com or your podcatcher of choice, which you've clearly already done because you're listening to it. Yeah. We make this podcast to support of our Patreon backers. Um, thank you very much for doing that. Um, people like Chris Wittich, uh, Richard Critzlandry, Refined Ersine, Michael Bowman, Jack Blair, Larry Asmuth, uh, Ryan Nyquist, Brian Pemberton, uh, Nariz Roja, and Devin White. If you'd like to help support the show financially, check us out uh, at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. If you'd like to support us in a non-financial manner, check out our Discord. Uh, it is at uh, tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord, and a whole lot of discussion happens there. Talking about different games, talking about what people are working on, uh, sometimes just chatting. There's so, a lot of food conversation that happens and that I like I don't pay attention to every once in a while I go, oh wow, we're having like really in-depth conversations around food here, which is kind of interesting. Sometimes it's it'll be book. like Yeah, com- lots of comics lots of um there's been been uh some computer building kind of things that I that I don't we know did, anything about. We did a live Ahsoka episode one watch. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. There, um that did, struck uh, work, James. Disney Disney Plus has uh has like a watch as a remote group function. Okay. Where you can have two people like it and it syncs your 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 playthrough. And so we had like two or three people who were around. So we all just kind of watched together. We're gonna be watching uh the three caballeros uh every night yeah. for the foreseeable future uh on the Discord. So <laughs> go check <laughs> that out. Love that. Movie. It's so bad. It's awful. It's yeah. but it's so funny that it was anti-Nazi war propaganda. I haven't watched it in years. I probably should. Um, you, you can't really tell. It was it was Disney trying to convince Latin America to oh. stick with the U.S. over over uh, the the uh, the Axis powers. <laughs> yeah, interesting, weird, <laughs> weird yeah. thing. And uh, because of that, uh, Donald Duck is Latino uh, is uh, canonically Latino. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. So, um, if you are um <laughs> hmm. if you're ending the show yeah how do we go from there good luck so if you're hanging out with your three amigos playing some watching a disney plus show or 
playing some dungeon crawling or, hey, maybe just getting romantic in space. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to stop, hack, and roll.